0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 497. Thanks for listening once again. Great to have your company on the show. This is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, Australians are keen on EVs, but what's holding back sales? And how will the Telstra filter block scam text messages? And should we be worried about privacy? And how Huawei's new watch GT3 can be your health and fitness companion? In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Epson's new 4K home theatre projector. We've also put the new Peloton guide through its paces, and the new HP Envy Inspire printer that's been built for our new hybrid lifestyles. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, EVs are... Becoming even more popular, what's helped them become more popular is the rising cost of petrol. I think there's a few customers who may have been on the fence about an EV, and then when they see the price of petrol go up, what is it, over $2 now? I don't know. I don't buy much petrol, but my family does. So I'm, not, I'm not pleading ignorant there. I know it's expensive. Uh, once we saw that price uh, go up like that, I think a lot of people were considering their options. But uh, there are the, the sales of EVs have improved. In 2021, there was a 150% year-on-year increase in sales, but EVs still only make up 1.6% of the local market. Now, there's some research that's been done by Cars Guide, and they're saying that, yes, while there is a lot of interest for full electric and hybrid vehicles, uh, with up to 300% growth in recent interest, so because of the petrol pricing increase, they still say, though, that there are a few hurdles for customers, a few barriers getting in our way. Now, number one barrier when buying EVs, the first one, the biggest one for 80% of the customers that was involved in this research, is the price. EVs are still considered to be uh, uh, almost luxury car pricing, especially earlier on. That the, the prices are starting to come down now. There are more models available, but earlier on, well, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. Uh, an EV was considered like a luxury vehicle. It was mainly Tesla the only brand you could you could buy like three or four years ago? There is of course now numerous other brands in the market, including Kia and Hyundai and BYDs is entering. Um, MG has electric vehicles, so we're now seeing prices coming well under fifty thousand dollars. So that's that's going to be a factor moving forward because i think there was uh, if you if you put if you put a side-by-side comparison of a petrol car with the similar size and performance then you put that next to the ev you're going to see the ev it's kind of an ev tax you're paying a, a bit more money for the fact that it's an electric vehicle yes you should take into account the the petrol savings so that that should be something you are taking into consideration in the long term you'll probably save money but the upfront initial cost is still, according to eighty-seven percent of people, still too high. The other, the other issue too is there's a bit of confusion around the the different uh, vehicle taxes state by state. Incentives are also different state by state as well, and that just adds to the whole confusion. It's it's not as clear a picture as it is with a petrol vehicle because everyone seems to be on the same page, but uh, the states now are adopting these different stances and different different incentives and, and all these kinds of different taxes based on where you live. So that's that's another, another one. But uh, I think just back on the pricing though, we, we are at a disadvantage because uh, unfortunately, Australia's viewed as quite a small market for electric vehicles and we therefore don't get the same range of choice. In other countries with bigger populations, they are a lot more vehicles are, are, are available to them. They, the manufacturers see them as a bigger market and they do get a lot more choice So the, in terms of pricing. Uh, so in Australia, it seems that we seem to be getting the more mid-priced EVs and rather than having the choice of a, of a, of a cheaper EV all the way up to the most expensive EV that you can buy. So I think that that, that is another factor going against us. Now uh, it is. I think there is a bit of understanding left for a lot lot of customers that they do. A lot of drivers need to understand the whole the the ownership of an EV. And I think the other factor is range anxiety. There's still a lot of fear that there just won't be enough charges for people. There, there is uh, especially Australia is a big country, long distances between capital cities and major cities. And that that is a massive consideration because we we just don't know where the, if there's going to be a charger available to us. Interesting stat I learned from the Cars Guide research though is that there is the highest number of charges electric EV charges in the country uh, is in New South Wales. So in, there there are more than half of all the charges in Australia are in New South Wales. So if you're living if you're listening to this in another state. Outside of New South Wales, that's a cause for concern. Now, there are, as I said, we don't we don't drive for ten hours every day. In fact, on average, Australians drive only thirty eight kilometers a day. And when you consider the ranges offered by EVs, are around the four hundred to four hundred fifty kilometer range. That should put a few people at ease that they're not going to run, their, their battery's not going to run dead every single day, just like they're not going to use a full tank of petrol every day. That takes a bit of getting used to. I've been an EV driver for four, coming after four years now. And one of the questions I get asked most often is, How far can they go? So that's the range. The other question I get asked is, Have you ever run out of battery? And my response to that is, Well, have you ever run out of petrol? And that sort of, the, 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 the penny drops then for most of the people who ask me that question because it's kind of like, this it's the same thing. You've got to keep an eye on the gauge. In this case, you've got to keep an eye on the battery level. And if you're getting low, charge it. And if you are intending to buy an EV, I would recommend having a charger at home. Even though it might be a, a slow charger, the best thing you could do is to, to top up your charge or maybe charge overnight. Uh, the stats that with among Tesla drivers is that 96% of Tesla drivers charge their cars in their own driveway. And the superchargers and all these other chargers you see around the place are there if you're on a long trip. So it's not like you're going to be driving 40 minutes to charge your car and then drive home again. The, the ideal scenario would be that you have the charger at home. So at least you know, in my driveway, I can charge my car. So it's kind of like having a petrol station in your driveway if you think of it that way. So hopefully that will, will uh, get rid of some of that anxiety. That's yet another one of those barriers that is keeping the keeping EV EV sales down in Australia. But, you know, we are moving slowly towards things. There's more of an acceptance to this. I think we're, we're more used to seeing more charges around the place as well. So uh, I think, look, EV sales are only going to go up. They're not going to drop they are moving forward uh, we are seeing uh, i think the tesla is going to be releasing their model y which is their suv version of the model 3 that that's coming as well that's coming soon byd are about to drop the atto their atto range of vehicles as well they're, i think they're already taking orders for delivery in july so there's some some more affordable models. MG have a couple of full electric cars that are under fifty thousand dollars as well. Uh, so they've even got more visibility. In fact, they're they're now the new major sponsor for my team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, MG Motor. So again, being exposed to a lot more people and and people learning, I think you know knowledge is power in this situation. You learn a bit more and you can make an informed decision. That that's kind of what Cars Guide has set up here. They've set up like a like a place where you can learn. There's like a, a little a dashboard of information that that helps you keep up to date with, with with what's happening, how to make comparisons between EVs, understanding battery sizes and capacities and various things like that. So they're new. They do have a new energy vehicle section on their on their website. So uh, Cars Guide. Uh, looking. Uh, I'm talking about Cars Guide from Tech Guide. So hopefully they might even do the same for me. Talk about Tech Guide on Cars Guide as well. If you want to read more about that EV story, it's on techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Telstra last week announced that they have switched on a filter that can block scam text messages before they reach you. So this is a new filter system that's been uh, there's been tested in a pilot program among Telstra employees. Uh, there was a few thousand employees and they did put it through its paces and it has now gone live. And if you are listening and you're a Telstra customer, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to activate anything. It's just working. Uh, so the idea behind this filter, it uses some technology that can examine what makes a scam text message. There's, there's several factors to consider. So the technology takes into account the origin of the text message, the frequency of text messages, the recipient, and the time of day. So these these are all factors that the technology uses to make a call on whether that, that text is a scam. Obviously, there'd be a link in there as well. So you think about it, when we send each other text messages not often do we include links. So if someone's sending you a text message with a link, that's, that's red flag number one. Uh, red flag number two would be where it's from, and red flag number three is the frequency of, the, of that message being seen on the network. So this is on the Telstra network. Other telcos have their own form of this, but not to the scale that Telstra has deployed with this one. So yeah, the, the technology gets better. So it's reached the point where it can recognize what it looks like and block it at the network level. It can it can pick out and scan suspicious content links and malicious links, so suspicious content and malicious links, and it does, as I said, take into consideration time, the sender, number of messages, and all of that. Now, on the privacy side, Telstra has admitted that the technology can Read the contents of the message. Now, for those concerned about the privacy side of this, Telstra says that it does. If it reads the message, the recipient is anonymous. So, to Telstra, this is just a a, a message. They don't know who it's for. So, that it's not like they can relate it to you directly. It's it's completely anonymous. So, the the receiver of that message is not known to the technology. It won't it won't be keeping a tally on people and their accounts and messages that they receive. So that that's an important thing to keep in mind. So the the fine balance between protection and privacy, I think in this case if it remains anonymous then I think that's I think that's a, a price worth paying because you got to remember these scam text messages are not just annoying. They can be costly because all it takes is for you to click on a link and you could lose Potentially thousands of dollars, or lose info, lose your data, or they put something on your phone that can track can track your your keystrokes or be in the background. So it is yes, it's annoying, but I think if if it can be blocked before it even reaches your device, then that that's that's a great result. And obviously, no technology is perfect, so there would would be the odd one that still sneaks through, gets through to the keeper, but the the technology is constantly being developed, but also too, you've got to remember the cyber criminals also working on different methods as well. So they are they are really it's a cat and mouse game really with it's like the internet security companies. They know the day zero threats of viruses and stuff like that. So that, and they then build a, a a wall to block that particular threat. It's kind of a similar thing as as scam text messages develop. Now in twenty twenty one or in twenty twenty there was fifty reports of malicious text messages to Android devices, in 2021, there was 11,000. So it's it's not hard to see the increase and the pandemic hasn't helped us either because the cyber criminals are they're very they're opportunistic. So they know that we're at home, we're ordering online. That's why we, there was a sudden rush of, oh, your package has been redirected. Click here to to get it express delivered, or whatever it happens to be. And a lot of people fell for that because guess what? Nearly all of us were waiting on packages. So you've really got to be careful before you click on any link. If if someone, if if an, a text message does get through to you, if it tells your a customer it still gets through to you, then still think twice. Don't think that this filter is going to protect everything, going to cut off every scam text message. Keep your eyes open and be very careful. Now. If there, are, if you are a Telstra customer and don't want to be included in the filter, you can opt out. So they say that if you want to be, if you don't want your messages filtered and blocked, you can opt out by sending an SMS to zero four three eight two one four six eight two with the words "filter off." And if you want to, if you have your, ch- if you change your mind and want to be back in. Then you can text the same number 0438214682 with the words filter on, and those numbers are on Tech Guide as well. So you don't have to pause and uh, and write down the number. You can simply go to our story on Tech Guide to find out that number. But yeah, you do have the option of of uh, turning that off for yourself, and of course of returning and turning the filter back on you want to read more about that story and that number and the, uh, the your options there to, to opt in or out with that SMS, you can find all of that at techguide.com.au. All right, let's talk watches, and in particular, the Huawei GT3, the Watch GT3, now what makes this different to other smartwatches I hear you ask? Well, the Watch GT3 from Huawei works, it plays nice with iPhones and Android devices. And I've had a lot of people saying to me, you know what, I want a smartwatch. I've got an iPhone, but I want a smartwatch. So it's pretty limiting what you can get. Like there is, I think you can use a gear, you can use a Samsung, you can use a Samsung watch with an iPhone. And of course, with an Android phone, but Huawei their what their smartwatch works definitely with iPhone, and also works with Android phones. And I have had the feedback where iPhone customers in particular saying that, you know, I'm not really keen on the square look of the Apple Watch, and they prefer a traditional design and a round face. And this Huawei watch t- t- ticks the box there. It is a really stylish device, available in two sizes: forty-two millimetre and forty-six millimetre. There's also a runner version as well. So the Watch GT Three in forty-two and forty-six mil, and then there's the Watch GT Runner. So if you're more serious athlete, runner, uh, there's a forty-six millimetre Watch GT Runner as well. And they are having a special offer. You do if you do purchase your watch before April twenty. You'll receive a bonus fifty dollar gift card. There are links to those offers. I think they're through Amazon. There, are, you click the links on the Tech Guide story. If you're keen, and uh, you'll get your watch and a fifty buck gift card. That's pretty good. They're priced from three ninety nine all the way up to five ninety nine, depending on the style and the size you want to buy, and whether you want the GT Runner. But this is a device that is aimed at being not only a smart watch, so you know, sending your your notifications and alerts to your wrist. But it also has your health and wellness and fitness in mind. And because it's on your wrist 24-7, it can really build up a great picture of your health and even suggest ways to improve your training, your sleep, all aspects of your life. It can help you. Now, on the design side, let's talk about that first. Huawei says it was inspired by nature. I love love it when they draw their their inspiration from something. In this case, they said that the 46mm was inspired by a glacier because it combines sharp turning lines and rounded edges. The 42mm, with its curved lines, was inspired by morning dew and the unique elegance of nature. That's beautiful. Now, the curved back design of the watch, this actually matches the contours of your wrist bone. So you'll see the side on view there. There's like a little, a little surface, a little curved surface on the back where the sensors are. That's actually meant to rest within, within that, the bones in your wrist so that it not only keeps it in place and it makes it more comfortable, but it also it's more accurate for the sensors. The watches are just 11 millimeters and 10.2 millimeters thick. So that's the 42, 46 is 11 millimeters thick. The 42 millimeter is 10.2 millimeters thick, so pretty thin. They do have HD AMOLED edge-to-edge screens, and these are 1.43 inch on the 46 millimeter and a 1.32 inch on the 42 millimeter. There is also, for the first time, a rotating crown. So you know the big, the big windy button they call it, the windy button in watch parlance. That's called the crown, but uh, anyone non-watch people, the windy button that's that you can actually now not only rotate it but it's a button as well so similar to on apple watch you can rotate it to do various things but also press it as well to go back a screen or whatever but it also gives you the ability to zoom in and out of you the new grid display so the apps are uh, arranged in a grid like a chessboard sort of grid and you can uh, you can magnify and navigate using the digital crown Let's talk health and wellness, and the what's included with the GT3 is the True Scene 5 Plus sensors. Now, these are in a circular arrangement so that it improves the accuracy even when you're exercising and moving. So that's really important. So it's, it means it's possible to give you heart rate, uh, provide your heart rate with, improve, with even greater accuracy, including... Detecting the changes while you're exercising. So if you're doing HIIT, interval training, uh, strength training, it can detect the subtle uh, changes or or sudden changes of your heart rate really accuracy. The GT3 also supports 24-7 blood oxygen monitoring. Again, higher accuracy. Now here's the thing with the watch. If it detects an excessive change in your heart rate, or if your blood oxygen is low the watch can alert you because that uh, i think there if you are maybe feeling a little off it can tell you why it could be because you're you've you've uh, your heart your blood oxygen is a bit low there's been a change in your heart rate so knowledge is power here you knowing knowing what's going on really helps and you think about it um, in our busy lifestyles, this is, I think, a really good way, maybe, of monitoring st- our stress levels, stress and pressure. This this is what uh, can can lead to ill health. So knowing that we're sort of entering that kind of stress level, I think, is a good way to good good alert. Have an alert when that happens to to maybe step back and take a breather. The uh, watch GT three can also monitor your sleep. Now, here's the thing I didn't know that your when you go to sleep every night. What's supposed to happen is you're supposed to sleep long enough to metabolize cortisol. So there's this thing that happens, your, your body metabolizes this cortisol, and what that does, it boosts your immune system. So if you are not getting enough sleep, you're not metabolizing enough cortisol, and you're likely to be more susceptible to illness. So here, more sleep, and you'll be healthier. Now, on the fitness side, the GT3 can really help with, uh, to reach your training goals and your fi- fitness targets. One really cool feature is the AI Running Coach, which means it can customise personal running plans based on your data. So it's not going to give you, if you're just starting running, it's not going to say, right, we're going to do a 42 kilometre run. It knows where you're at. So whether you are an experienced runner or just a beginner, it can develop a personalised plan and then evaluate your running level based on data like height, weight and other historical data like the distances you've been running, your speed, your heart rate. Uh, so it, it's kind of your own little personal your personal trainer. It can also divide the duration of your training periods and adjust the intensity while giving you a summary of all your plans, uh, through the Huawei Health app, which is what the app you use to pair your smartphone to the watch. Plenty of uh, modes as well, 100 fitness modes, including running, walking, hiking, cross-country running, uh, w- indoors and outdoors, triathlon, skiing, snowboarding, swimming. Of course, it's waterproof. Uh, so, yeah, if you no matter what sort of training you're doing, it's got your back. On the smart side, the GT3 connects via Bluetooth, so it can relay your notifications and your alerts. And it also has a built-in microphone and speaker, so you can answer your calls, hands-free. And uh, But you also, because it's Bluetooth, you can pair your headphones to directly to the watch, so you can enjoy your music on the go as well. Now, Android smartphone users can transfer music directly to the watch, so they can listen to their music with their earphones paired to the watch, without having to carry the smartphone. Unfortunately, at the moment, iPhone users can't do that. There is, uh, I, It's not just not as easy to transfer data from an iPhone to another device, and in this case, a Huawei device. So uh, we'll, or we'll talk in the help desk about a couple of those little conflicts between companies and when they're paired together, but stay tuned to the help desk for more info on that. On the battery side now, Huawei has always had impressive battery life, whether it's their phones, their watches. Now, I don't know what sort of witchcraft it is, but their batteries just seem to last for days. I've been using this, and I went for six days before having to charge it. Now, I was walking with it and using some GPS, but not not very much. I I was only walking for like 40 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day, and the watch, the battery hardly went down. It was only after like six and a half, nearly getting to seven days, that I had to put it on charge. If if you if you use the watch, like if you're not using all the training and GPS functionality, Huawei says it could be up to fourteen days if you got the forty six millimeter one, up to fourteen days of battery life. Up to seven on the forty two millimeter one. If if I, I've got the I've got the forty six millimeter one, and if I wasn't walking as much and using the GPS and everything, it would last two weeks. Other watches, Apple Watch included, they need to be charged every day. That's why having this too, because of its long battery life, you can sleep in it. Like, I couldn't sleep in my Apple Watch because that's when I charge it whereas when I'm asleep. So with the Watch GT3, the battery, incredible, allows you to uh, wear it more often and use it more often. Now, the Watch GT Runner model has all the, the features of the Watch GT3, but it does have improved GPS performance. So it has things like route sharing and navigation. It's also made of lightweight materials, uh, like it's got a polymeric fibre for the body, titanium for the crown, ceramic for the bezel. So it looks pretty sporty as well. And it also has, on top of the AI Running Coach, it adds another feature called Running Ability Index, RAI, that can analyse your performance after each training session and then assess what you need to do for your next session. So assess your loads for the next session. Now, the Huawei GT3 is available in gold, black, white, and brown, priced from $399. If you want to go the 42mm uh, gold, it's $499. All the prices are on Tech Guide. The Watch GT Runner 46mm is $599. You can buy that from JB Hi Fi, Amazon, Mobile City, the good guys, and the Huawei Experience store. Uh, there is a link to purchase on the Tech Guide website, and don't forget if you do, you will get the fifty-dollar gift card as a bonus. So uh, check it out. Really stylish watch. I'm really impressed with it. All those really groovy watch faces you can get for it as well. Really, uh, your choice of styles. If you know, if you if you uh, want leather band or me- uh, a metal band, whatever. There's all different options for you or you want the runner which is sort of more uh durable and uh and sort of meant for that sort of long distance outdoorsy sort of user who's running a lot so look i think definitely worth considering especially if you whether you own an iphone or an android phone here are some options for you and as i mentioned the health and wellness features are pretty impressive as are the fitness features and with that amazing amazing battery life it will be your constant companion For to keep you up to date and help you reach your fitness, health, and wellness goals. If you want to read a bit more about that, you can check out our story at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear, they're Australia's number one Wi Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. Its Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgearcomau best Wi-Fi. And now a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. All right, let's get into this first review. We had a look at the new Epson 4K home theater projector, the model number is EHLS12000B, 4K Pro UHD, 4K home theater projector, I'm going to call it, but the model number is on Tech Guide if you want to know the exact name, and I was lucky enough to take a look at the new projector for myself, it was set up for us at the Epson Sydney office. And they had, uh, it was a really nice spread, actually. They had popcorn and hot dogs. It was, it was, a, lot, it was a fun afternoon. And we got to watch uh, some pretty cool 4K movies as well. Now, this is a home theater projector. So this is meant for the customer who's got a bit of room, maybe a dedicated room, who wants to take their viewing to another level. And not just for movies, we're talking games as well. This really does deliver. So it delivers 4K, it also delivers in terms of HDR uh, and the latency if you're playing games, and uh, overall, I've got to say, very impressed with the quality, the clarity, and the brightness too. The brightness on this, and I'll tell you how they achieve that brightness in a minute. But uh, just just my initial thoughts when the, uh, while I was watching Kong versus Godzilla, and. This was a great example of seeing the clarity of the picture Now you've got to remember this 4k image we're looking at here and there was so much detail and so you could see every single uh, strand of fur and and all the textures and, and other things that on on Kong. but also too what was impressive as well was the fact that, there was a lot of bright colours and different colours around the frame. So uh, it being able to handle all the different colours and, and the black levels were, were impressive with the contrast ratio, the contrast was quite quite good as well. And with HDR ten plus, that's high dynamic range, that lets that means the projector can dive even deeper into those lighter and darker colours and give you more of the more of the gradation between the light and dark so you're seeing a lot more in that part of the image that's what high dynamic range is it allows you to see a lot crisper a lot more detail in those parts of the screen now the Epson projector is a 4K projector but it's not a true 4K projector i in my home theater i own a Sony VPL 590ES true 4K projector. That's because the chip on board is 4K resolution, so 3840 by 2160. Now, to create those pixels, the light source has to shoot. Imagine that being a grid. So 3840 by 2160 it's this grid with all these little squares in it each square being a pixel. Now true 4k shoots the light through this grid for each of the pixels. And what that does it means that there's a, it means that there's a smaller hole for the light to penetrate. So true 4k, yes you're getting the exact resolution, but the brightness does take a hit because not as much light can travel through that grid. So with the Epson 4K projector, they start with a 1920 by 1080 grid, which is full high definition. Now they have their LCD chips. Uh, So what, what they do, they have a special laser light array that then, so imagine that grid again, 1920 by 1080. So what do you get from that? Your pixel sizes are a bit bigger. So what that That means that more light can get through and therefore better brightness. And the brightness for a projector is measured in lumen, so better brightness. But I did mention this is a 4K projector. So how the hell do they get from 1920 and 1080, which is full HD, to 4K? They do that with a technology called Pixel Shifting. Now at the lens is a panel that moves in up and down so in both planes up up horizontally and vertically and what that's doing it's creating four extra pixels per pixel to upscale the image if you like to that through 3840 by 2160 resolution so you are what your eye sees is that 4k resolution with like 8.3 million pixels on the screen but how it gets it there the light's already coming through and it takes that it uses that light and then with the panel replicates some pixel creates these added pixels that's required to make up the 4k the 4k resolution from the source it's then presenting that on the screen so you can understand how more light can get through and then the pixel shifting happens. What you're seeing is a brighter 4K image. Now, to the average punter, if I was to stand you in front of the true 4K, say my projector that I have, or the, the, the Epson printer, you'll see a noticeable, the brightness on the Epson is slightly higher. So the, the image will appear brighter. And in effect... That brightness adds to the clarity because you can see it is so more, much more defined with the light. You can see that added definition, but to a cinephile purist, uh, having the true 4K, yes, the brightness takes a slight hit, but in terms of clarity, is there's nothing that can because it's the native pixels on the screen, not not the pixel shifting pixels. You can, with the right eye, see the subtle differences. But the Epson definitely has the greater brightness, which it's it's I think it's a, quite a still subjective thing whether brightness equals quality. Uh, so yes, it is both 4K, both delivered in different ways, but there is I think it's it's like hearing headphones. Like someone can just say, "Look, these sound terrific," someone else can think they sound like rubbish. So it is a subjective thing, but. I think for the customer that's going to buy this projector, this is a $9,000 projector. So it's not just like uh, you, you're going to be pretty dedicated to having creating this entertainment space. Then I think it's someone who's savvy enough to know the difference between true 4K and the pixel shifting. But seeing the result, I think, though, is quite pleasing. And I saw it for myself. It, it is a remarkable picture. And as, as I said, not just for movies, but also for games. on the if you got, If you do have... The latest gaming platforms, like the your Xbox, uh, the Xbox and the and the PlayStation Five, you can take advantage of the 120 hertz refresh rate. So imagine the 120 frames per second, 4K games, 120 frames per second, input lag times below 20 milliseconds. So it might not be the sort of same. Uh, you might want faster response rate if you're a, like a, a a professional gamer, but this can still Provide a fantastic experience and still be competitive, uh, but and on a much larger scale because uh, you, it's through the projector the image can be projected up to 300 inches. That depends, of course, on the throw length of the the distance from the screen to the projector. The the wide, the bigger the image you got, the further back you need to take it. Now, one other thing I like about the projector is it's pretty easy to set up. There is uh, there is pretty cool lens shifting on board as well. That means that the the projector doesn't have to be sitting right in the middle of the picture it can be sitting on a coffee table mounted on a ceiling up, off to the right off to the left because it does allow for the the lens to be shifted in certain directions so you can shift up or down up to 96% left and right up to 47% and that's without picture loss of picture quality and without distortion so it does really make it uh, home friendly in case you don't have a space on the ceiling or on the coffee table for the projector right in front of where you want to view it. It can be off to the side slightly or c- quite a fair bit and you're still enjoying a nice image at full quality. The Epson 4K home theater projector, I'll tell you the model number again, EH-LS12000B. It's $8,999, bucks. let us just call it nine grand. But i got to say, with my own eyes, I saw quite a remarkable 4K picture. And if you're into in the market for a home theatre projector and you want to sort of have that cinema-like feel in your home, then the Epson 4K projector is definitely worth a look. If you want to read more about that story, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, Peloton, I'm sure you've heard of that. Any Sex in the City viewers? Mr. big riding the Peloton bike, drops dead, but let's not talk about that. The Peloton, it's a known brand, right? So you're either riding a bike or running on a treadmill. So you can buy the Peloton bike or buy the Peloton treadmill, and they both include a screen. So you see the classes, they're talking to you through that, and that's how you do it. Well, now there's a new product called the Peloton Guide and this is a camera system that can sit either on your TV or rest just below the TV so that you can then now participate and be part of the Peloton community. Now, because you're not riding a bike or using a treadmill, this is more a strength workout and you can use hand weights, you can use your yoga mat, your body weight. So, there's a lot of options for you. To still enjoy all these wonderful classes through Peloton, but without the need to have the bike or the treadmill. So it does. It's the latest way to join this very popular training platform. Now the device itself connects with a HDMI cable to your television, and is powered through a USB-C cable. They also supply the uh, the wall char the wall adapter, so you can then switch this on and you can connect your account. It's quite an easy process. You can also, if you like, set up, you can connect the Peloton heart rate monitor uh, or you can set up the Peloton app on your iPhone to monitor your heart rate through Apple Watch. So you can get your performance stats that way as well. Also comes with a little remote control. So you can uh, navigate the menu and, or, and and you can also command the Peloton guide with your voice. So it is easy to, uh, to control. Now, when you see this, you're thinking, how come there's a camera? Well, the reason there's a camera is so that it can watch you complete your exercises, do the right number of reps, and when you do that, you earn points. So you get this, this the movement tracker, they call it, um, allows you to, there's this drop shape indicator that the more, the, the more you do the, the moves right, then the, that indicator will fill up, and as you complete the right number of movements in that part of the program, and you get extra credit and extra points through that. Now, you can see yourself in the camera. And there's you'll notice a small square around you, a box around you, and that indicates right. Oh, I, I can see you. You're being tracked, and then it can then it knows how many reps you're doing, how, and the sort of form. So it's like account that accountability where the If you're if you're doing it right, you will it will notice that you're doing it right. So uh, just there, I think you can you can put yourself. You can turn the camera off if you don't want to see yourself. You can just have the instructor's video. You can even put them side by side. I had mine side-by-side side with the instructor so I could make sure that my form for the exercises was matching what I was seeing on the screen. And the classes themselves, there's hundreds either live or on demand, allows you to choose by body part, by uh, by the, the length of class by the instructor, you can choose who, which class you want to do quite easily. And the class is as short as 10 minutes, up to 45 minutes, depending on how much time you've got or how much training you want to do. Uh, so I think for, uh, this is my introduction to Peloton. I'd never experienced Peloton before. And i got to say, it really gave a, a really nice community feel to the whole experience. I did a few classes, and I noticed on the right-hand side, there were all the other people participating in the class. The, the classes that I did were all on demand, and it just so happened there was a dude from LA and a woman from the UK and all these other people from around the world doing that very class with me at the same time, even in, during the live classes the instructors can see who's in the class, can even give you a shout out. They might name drop you in, in, during the class. They can't see you though. So don't think that the camera is the instructor looking at you. The camera is only you looking at yourself for to, to check out your form and to see how you're doing. So I think, look, a, a really interesting new addition to the Peloton family of products here. The Peloton Guide costs $445. And with that, you are able to add your membership. uh, So you you do get the introductory all access membership for the introductory price of $35 a month. That introductory pricing will be available all through 2022 and it'll go back up to the standard price of 59 bucks a month from January 2023. Now 59 bucks a month is what you pay uh, for your membership on top of what you fork out for the device as well. And you think about it, you go to uh, F45 or those classes, you're paying $59, 60 a week for those classes. So here's uh, this amazing community for $59 a month. So divide that by four, what's that? $15 a week, that's a lot cheaper than uh, your your F45 classes. But I should also mention, Apple has a similar, well, they have a similar service, not a product Apple has Apple Fitness Plus, which is 15 bucks a month. And all you need is your Apple TV to view the instructor and you can connect your Apple Watch to the TV, to the Apple TV to see your heart rate and all that as well. Or if you might have an iPad or a MacBook, whatever you want to do, it does allow you to have a similar kind of experience uh, for a lot cheaper. So you would have to, there's no, unless you don't own an Apple TV, you've got to buy that. But if you've got a, an iPad, an iPhone, a laptop, Uh, MacBook, you're able to do it. And that's $14.99 for Apple Fitness Plus. So plenty of options for the virtual training here, Peloton included. Uh, The Peloton, God, I'm really impressed with the quality of the device and also just the sheer size of the platform and the variety of the platform uh, that you get with the platform as well. The, the number of instructors and, and exercises and all these things. And you can pair them up, of course, with, with your dumbbells, yoga mat, heart rate monitor to sort of get even deeper into the eco- ecosystem. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're also monitoring your calories burned, you're earning badges and all of that. So a lot of fun and you're getting fit at the same time. If you want to check out our story about Peloton Guide, check it out, techguide.com.au. HP launched a new printer last week, the Envy Inspire. Now, HP have a wide range of printers, I learned, the other day. Uh, they had uh, the launch event at the Crown uh, Casino down in Barangaroo here in Sydney. Even put us up for the night, which was very nice of them. So we were able to use the printer. There was one in the room, and we we learned that the printer is kind of the the result of our current working conditions. For the last couple of years, there've been people who are working from home and learning from home and doing all kinds of things. Uh, you know, students printing projects and all these other things. And so HP decided to make a printer that would suit both work use and home use. And the result is the HP Envy Inspire. Now, here's some interesting stats. Before the pandemic, HP said half of Australians, so 49%, were printing at home at least once a week. That's 1.4 times a week. Today, that figure is 65% printing at home at an average of 2.4 times a week. Now, what are we printing? Life admin documents, uh, forms, printing work documents, education materials as well. So we're not only printing education our project so say a, a student's got to print out an assignment or whatever but they're also printing education material. so they might have a worksheet though they, they want to rather than doing on the screen studies have found that working on a sheet tactile it, it, it makes learning even better so you learn you absorb a bit more when you are uh used sort of using it in the traditional way so uh This is the goal for HP. They want to make this printer fit our needs at home as we work and learn from home. But also too, has really impressive photo printing capabilities as well. And there's a cool new feature called two-sided photo printing. So you're not printing the photo on two sides. You're printing the photo on one side, but you can on the other side Print the information about that photo. So, remember in the old days when you used to write on the back, you know, this is us at Luna Park and this is me, I was eight and whatever. You can put all that now on the back of the photo, the two sided photo. Very clever. And there's even a special um, tray for you to print out your four by six photographs really quickly as well. So, you've got your A4 tray, but also your photo tray, which I think is real smart because you think about how many people have great photos on their devices but not printed. So here it's a wireless printer of course so you can easily print straight from the from your phone to the device. Now HP have got also this printer is enabled with HP Plus. We spoke about this last year. This is a smart printing ecosystem. So you can access the printer from home or anywhere using the HP smart app. So you can send and store files. Now part of that HP plus program is instant ink. This is a subscription service that will deliver your ink cartridges to your door before you need them because this is a connected printer. It knows how much you're printing. If you're part of the instant ink, it knows that, oh, hang on, Steve's hammering the printer. We need to send him a big, some more cartridges, and that's what happens. How many times have you, 11 o'clock at night, you're trying to print out a document or your child's got an assignment, oh, no print, no ink, I've got to go the next morning to Officeworks or JB Hi-Fi to buy that the new ink cartridge. Well, that will not happen anymore with instant ink. You will have it at your fingertips. Now, I know I've spoken about ink tank printers and how they work. Now, how they work is that you pay for your ink up front. That's why they come in bottles that last you a couple of years, and you're paying normally 300, 400, sometimes up to 600 bucks for that luxury. Now, it's good to know you got enough ink for two years, but HP says that Instant Ink can kind of give you the same security, but you're not paying that massive fee up front. In fact, you're saving up to 50% on ink cartridges if you decide to go through the Instant Ink pr- program rather than buying them at retail. Pretty handy to know that. The HP Envy Inspire, there's two models. There's the 7900E and the 7200E. They've priced at 179 and 149 respectively, Full details and images you can find at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers the patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game optimizer can free your PC from power hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code techguide when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our good mates at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. If you're after a MagSafe mount for your car, some earphones, some cables, a power bank, Belkin are the people that that can help you, belkin.com forward slash au. Now, I had an interesting question from a reader who has a Google Nest Wi-Fi system, and they wanted to share access to the system, and to do that, you need to register different email addresses and, and various things, right? Uh, this person said, look, the, the wife has an a iCloud email address and they couldn't get the email address to pair with the service. They couldn't register that email on the service. And the question the, the gentleman had for me was that, is this a rivalry thing where one company's things don't work with the other? And I researched pretty heavily and I couldn't find any evidence that that was the case. It, although it does, I think, exist at a level that's kind of unofficially doesn't, they don't work, they don't play well together. So I'm not saying that that's the case. It could be many of other factors, but I have in the, I'll sort of cite another example. If you were to say, if, if you were to send me a, a picture from your Samsung phone to my iPhone, via Bluetooth, it won't work. Trying to get them to work together, I've still not been able to do that, and vice versa too. I think uh, if you were to Android device, you could easily Bluetooth a picture to each other, uh, and and that's easily done. Uh, But although, having said that, I have used a Samsung phone to hotspot a MacBook Pro. So yes, they do play sometimes, Other times they don't and and there is no, I can't find an explanation why they don't play nice. I think there's there's a line of code that people can find that makes it official that this will work with everything but Samsung devices. Imagine that bit of code getting out. Then I think that would be a great story but there's no actual evidence to say, just like the Google Nest Wi-Fi not working with the iCloud email address, I I don't think that's actually the case. There could be other reasons for that not to happen. I haven't found one word on the internet that's that indicates that might be an issue. Uh, I'll keep digging, but uh, it, there are some incompatibilities, I'm sure. Uh, whether it's the conspiracy theory of thinking, well, no, this company's one won't, won't work with that company's email and this phone won't work with that one, that is uh un- unseen. I have I have experienced it myself where these these products just don't work together. But uh, as far as it being official, well, we have nothing. There's no evidence to suggest that. You have made it to the end of our show for this week. Congratulations. If you need to find out any more, you can find it at techguide.com.au. Everything we talk about on the Tech Guide podcast can be found at our website. And if you want to get in touch with us, please email us, info at techguide.com.au or hit the Ask Stephen icon on the homepage and that will get an email to me. We want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.